My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the conclusion of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Go into the whole world and proclaim the Gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. guy and a girl go out on a bunch of dates. Things seem to be going along well. They have similar interests, lots in common. They get to this place where it's almost a given that one date ends with plans for another one. Then after one of these dates, the the boyfriend or the girlfriend reaches out to the other to confirm that date with just a simple text. Hey, are we still on for tomorrow? Receiving no response, They try again, hey, did my message go through? And nothing. They actually call and it goes right to voicemail. Person goes from fearing that something might have happened to the other person that's made them so unresponsive to fearing that they've been ghosted. While the phenomenon of someone abruptly ending communication without a goodbye, an explanation, or an opportunity of giving some closure isn't new, it does seem to have become far too frequent of an occurrence for people, with the New York Times and the Washington Post weighing in doing lengthy pieces on this behavior. Ghosting isn't simply limited to romantic relationships either. The Guardian, which is a a British newspaper recounted the story of a woman who had a friend for over 25 years. Their children were of similar ages, which was another way that they had more in common and helped them to bond over the years, who was suddenly ghosted by her friend after she had experienced a death in her family. This friend just was unable to deal with it, leaving this other friend feeling humiliated and depressed. LinkedIn, the Employment Professional Network website which shares stories of that happening even in the job hiring process. A young man shared how this recruiter had reached out to him for a job in their company and it quickly intensified. The whole application process was expedited. There was a phone interview, then there was the contacting the references, they had an in-person interview, and even them making a verbal offer on this Friday afternoon with promises that Monday by two o'clock, they would email him the written offer. Five o'clock came and went, and the, nothing happened. So the candidate calls to see, 
Did, did you send it? Did it get lost in cyberspace? And received no answer. Follows up with another email, another phone call, and received no response. The reverse is true, too. Employers have hired someone, share how they, some never even show up for the first day. Or after a few days of work, or even a couple weeks, one day they simply don't return without even a word to explain their, their exit. Having been on the receiving end of a ghosting from someone who I had considered a friend after we had had a falling out, I can only begin to imagine that the frustration, not to mention the emotional pain that this causes for people in all these other situations. The writer in the, the Washington Post very painfully shared how she had been dating someone that she had known for some time. She had been introduced by some mutual friends and they had been dating exclusively. And while she was battling the flu at this one point, which her boyfriend also had, he simply just stopped communicating with her. She went from fearing his illness had developed into something worse to being convinced that this was his way of telling her that they were through. And she vulnerably explained how, how she was crying so loud that she was sure that her neighbors in the apartment next door could hear her. And that led her to finally observe, our culture of busyness and flakiness, created and enabled by technology, allows us to avoid tough situations every day, and not just in our love lives. Emails and texts fall through the cracks, sometimes accidentally, sometimes because we don't know what to say or afraid to tell the truth. And once it becomes easy to cancel plans or push them back 10 minutes with a quick message, it became just as easy to vanish from someone's life. And she ends with asking, what are we really so afraid of? Some psychologists would answer that it's avoidance. Those who don't want to deal with the discomfort of an emotional conversation. Others theorize that if it's happened to you, if you've been ghosted, that it can desensitize that person to forget how that felt, to forget how to empathize with the person on the receiving end and to just act as cruelly as you were treated. But one psychotherapist's observation pointed to ghosting as not just a rude and cruel behavior that's seemingly become more acceptable, but points to a much bigger issue. She explained that people crave authenticity. But the more time that someone experiences something unsuccessful with, whether it's romantically or in a friendship or in a job situation, and the more they feel discouraged, like a failure, they feel vulnerable. And those feelings coupled with this false narrative that people have, that there's a specific, perfect, particular destiny. I have to have a soulmate, that perfect friend, that dream job. And when they've determined that whatever it is that they're in isn't it, that, that instills fear that a person decides, I have to bail, I gotta run, because the clock is ticking and there's no time to lose to get things right. Having counseled people who've experienced this behavior, that explanation seems to be a bit closer to the truth and why it seems to be happening more and more, especially as the world becomes less religious and more secular. 
With these types of attitudes happening more often, today's celebration of the ascension of the Lord is even more important a moment in the life of Jesus Christ to us in our day and age. Over 40 days ago, we commemorated how Jesus was unjustly arrested and tortured and crucified. And bad enough that it was in part brought about through the traitorous acts of one of his own, Judas. Aside from just a handful of people, including the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus, Mary Magdalene and St. John, Jesus was ghosted by everyone else. Those who ate the abundance of bread and fish that he miraculously produced. Those who had experienced healing from his now crucified hands. The crowds who had hung on the words as he taught. And most disappointing, his newly ordained priests, his beloved apostles, who were his closest companions for years, to whom he had movingly and beautifully just hours earlier at the Last Supper made the point they weren't just followers, they weren't just students, they weren't slaves to some divine master. He had just told them, he had just called them his friends. But consumed with fear, they disappeared. The entirety of who they were and their lives and their relationships and their identity, it all had been tied with that hope that they had been in him. But now in that chaos of those hours of late Holy Thursday and Good Friday, in the face of that obvious failure of the cross, when all seemed lost, they in fact ghosted Jesus. And as we've journeyed now for six full weeks of Easter, we've seen that as Jesus is raised from the dead, this pivotal event upending history forever, think about how the apostles have reacted every time Jesus appears to them, revealing clearly that he is not a ghost, literally or figuratively. He's indeed risen, flesh and blood, in a glorified body, no longer limited by time or space. The Gospels constantly recount that those he appears to are still filled with fear. They need to constantly be reassured. They need him to offer them his gifts of peace, his forgiveness, his mercy. It seems like all through Easter, there's this hesitation on their part. Are they afraid to get their hopes up again? Are they still doubting him? Are they doubting themselves? Which is what makes this commemoration of the ascension of the Lord of Jesus visibly leaving them so notable. Because this time as he leaves, as he ascends into heaven, something amazing happens. The recognition of Jesus' promises being true begins to click for them. Namely that humanity does not have to settle for its broken, sinful norms. In Jesus, we see humanity ascending to the highest heavenly power. And as they witness his bodily leaving them, they have a new vision to recognize how his presence never leaves them, most notably in the sacraments, in their shared mission, in their community, in their service. And most important of all, they learn that God never gives up 
on us. Jesus has not given up on them, even when they had given up on him. The failure that the apostles initially saw in Jesus' death on the cross, and even more in themselves, which had left them despondent. With the ascension and then the gifts of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, it transforms them. Pope St. Leo so beautifully described this change. He said, faith does not fail. Hope is not shaken. Charity does not grow cold. It would remain unshaken by fetters and imprisonment, exile and hunger, fire and ravaging beasts, and the most refined tortures ever devised by brutal persecutors. Throughout the world, women, no less than men, tender girls as well as boys, have given their life's blood in the struggle for this faith. It is a faith that has driven out devils, healed the sick, and raised the dead. Here in 2021, on this Feast of the Ascension, we have a, a growing number of people throughout our world, throughout our, our lives even, who have ghosted Jesus, have abandoned any semblance of any interest in him, which is tragic enough. But even more problematic is the countless numbers of followers of us who haven't, but still aren't demonstrating or witnessing or testifying in our lives the example of that faith that doesn't fail of that hope that isn't shaken or charity that does not grow cold. Jesus not only saves us from our sins, graces and blesses us with all that we need in this life to bring us into eternity with him, but then also entrusts us with the precious gift meant for all humanity to be transmitted to all humanity by us. Jesus says, go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. People crave authenticity. Humanity longs to know its destiny. And foolishly, since that day in the Garden of Eden, has constantly fallen for the lies of the devil. Gone after worldly ambition and pursuits that have and will always inevitably fail and lead to more lack of fulfillment. And every time that happens, ultimately there's more fear and more vulnerability and more desperation as the quest continue to go off in more and more wild directions. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the only answer to those deepest of longings within each and every human heart. With him, we're satisfied. With him, it is enough. We need never to run from him because he will never ghost us. He, the most faithful of companions, will never leave us.